Welcome to Abundant Life, where we explore the different applications from the Bible that enable us to live an abundant life. You know, Jesus died so that we could have life and have it abundantly. And Jesus also said, a thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come so they may have life and have it abundantly. That's John 10.10. So that is what we study today, is just ways in the Bible it shows us to live an abundant life. Now, um, two important things to look at in that portion of Scripture are is that, number one, Jesus died for each one of us for the promise of abundant life. And the second point is that we have a thief that is present in our lives. And as followers of Jesus, it's important that we recognize this, that there are things that try to steal that abundant life. So grab a coffee, tea, or water, and join me for the next 10 minutes or so so that we can explore this concept of abundant life and what we can learn from the most important, famous book in the world, the Bible. So grab your coffee, get comfortable, and just receive today from this message I share. So I want to encourage you all today that our loving Father God is drawing us near to Him to bring us peace and to give us a good word. So we're going to begin in prayer today, just where we turn our attention and we turn our hearts toward God. Praise you, Lord God. Father, we just thank you that you are here with us today, and you're going to show us some things in your word, maybe that we've never seen before. And we just open and we come humbly before you. In Jesus' name, amen. So today we're going to look at something that literally will steal away the abundant life from us. And as an introduction to a series about anxiety, we did the introduction last week. And today we're going to look at another part of what can help us to deal with this anxiety in our lives. Deal with it as it comes up for us. You know, last week, like I said, we determined that based on what we saw in the scriptures, that we had to set a boundary in our lives today against anxiety that we're no longer going to tolerate anxiety in our lives any longer, and that we will choose over and over again not to tolerate that anxiety. You know, and God gives us a way that we can do so, and it's in the Bible. So we're going to look at a practical way that we can decide to not tolerate anxiety. You know, the scripture says that the anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. But a good word makes it glad. And that's in Proverbs 12, 25. And the good word is referring, of course, to the word of God, what we read in the Bible. You know, it's like a guidebook and it leads us out of anxiety and it also keeps us out of anxiety. So how can we apply it to our lives as well? We're going to discover the ways that God shows us in the next few meetings that we have. And we're going to also um, be taking a look and figuring out some boundaries that God gives us in the scriptures to keep us free of anxiety. And also so that we can deal with our fear and all of the frustration that comes from being in a place of anxiety. But not only that, it's also a way that we can protect ourselves against this anxiety set some rules in our lives, some boundaries in our lives to protect us from even experiencing 
any anxiety in our lives. But let's take a look at our first boundary that we set last week in the introduction when it comes to worry and anxiety. You see, all throughout the Bible, we see examples and we're encouraged by the Lord himself regarding anxiety and how to deal with it, how to protect ourselves. And in the Old Testament, we read, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. That's Psalm 34, 4. So since last week, we determined that three boundaries we have to set in our lives that are very important to keeping us out of the place of anxiety. That was number one, church. Number two, starting our day with a good word. And three, opening up to others. Those were three of the primary things that we, that we talked about to deal with our anxiety. And so we're going to just delve a little bit deeper into each one of these. You know, based on the portion of scripture that I just read today, we're going to set a boundary in our lives, specifically enabling us to deal with our anxiety. I want to ask you guys a question. Do you ever have those days where you wake up with a heaviness, with what feels like a rock in your spirit, just a heaviness in your spirit? We feel downcast. We feel frustrated, maybe even a bit of depression. You know, maybe it's due to the last thing we saw on TV or on our computers and it left us with a bad feeling the whole evening while we slept or the whole night while we slept. Or maybe it's the last thing we fell asleep thinking about. Or maybe it's just a huge issue in our lives that won't go away. You know, it happens to me and that's anxiety. It's a heaviness, a lack of peace. And I want to tell you about something that practically works for me. It's a remedy for that. And it lifts that heaviness every time. And it can do it for you as well. And it says in the scriptures that this is a way to release this anxiety. You know, we want to believe as Christians that the word of God is a vaccine which it most definitely can be. It vaccinates us against all kinds of pain when we follow it, when we seek to use the word to set boundaries in our lives based on what it says in the scriptures. But you know, there's also the fact that we do deal day to day with things that are going to bring anxiety in our lives. You know, in Luke 12, it says, Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable are, are you, you are, than birds? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life. Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? And that we find that in Luke 12. So we could, we could say that this is the vaccine for anxiety. Do not worry. Because we are so valuable to God, he will take care of us like he takes care of the birds. 
But how many of you know that even though Jesus says this to each and every one of us that have received him in their lives and read the word of God and seek to follow him, that it's not so easily done. You know, the reality is that we live in this world. And another important thing that Jesus said to his disciples, and therefore also to all of us as followers of Jesus, um, he said something very important to prepare his disciples. In John 16, Jesus says, I tell you the truth, you will weep and mourn over what is going to happen to me, but the world will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn to wonderful joy. It will be like a woman suffering the pains of labor. When her child is born, her anguish gives way to joy because she has brought a new baby into the world. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and then you will rejoice and no one can rob you of that joy. At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth. You will ask the Father directly and he will grant your request because you use my name. You haven't done this before. Ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. I have spoken of these matters in figures of speech, but soon I will stop speaking figuratively and will tell you plainly all about the Father. Then you will ask in my name. I'm not saying I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you dearly because you love me and believe that I came from God. Yes. I came from the Father into the world, and now I will leave the world and return to the Father. And we read that in John 16. And then Jesus says something so important. After all, he's talking about all the warnings that he has given the disciples, all of the things that is about to come for the disciples, the hardships, the trials, he says in verse 33, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Jesus says that in John 16, that he, Jesus, has overcome the world. So he tells the disciples all the hardships and everything they are going to suffer. And then he says, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So how, how has Jesus overcome the world? And that is the main point I want to talk about today, how he has overcome the world. And it is through our relationship with him, our relationship with him. It is sometimes called throughout scripture, seeking the Lord, seeking the Lord. Our relationship with him is all about seeking him humbly and regularly. You know, Dr. Gary Collins says, 
According to the Bible, there is nothing wrong with realistically acknowledging and trying to deal with the identifiable problems of life. To ignore danger is, is fooling and wrong, but it is also wrong as well as unhealthy to be immobilized by excessive worry. Such worry must be committed to prayer to God who can release us from paralyzing fear or anxiety and free us to deal realistically with the needs and welfare both of others and of ourselves. And Dr. Gary Collins quotes that in his book, Christian Counseling. So like he says, committing our worry to prayer, our relationship with God is our prayer to him. And I want to give you an example from my own life. So today, for example, before I came here to, to tape this recording, I woke up with a heavy spirit. I woke up with a heavy spirit and I'm not sure where it came from or why it was there. But, you know, I thought I'm going to put this practice into work. I'm going to seek the Lord because that is where the peace will come. So I had to rush out the door for, to, for work. So I rushed out the door and I decided to turn on the worship music and blare it the whole way to work, just focusing on the Lord, seeking him, just really seeking to connect to him and lifting my cares and concerns in prayer to him. Some was out loud and some was just in my mind, but I spent that time. It wasn't a long time. It was about 20 minutes just turning on the, on the worship music and putting my attention on God. And you know what? The peace did come. But see, that's the part of it that we have to play. We have to play a part in this as well. And that is our relationship with God, seeking Him, humbly coming before Him and asking Him to, to remove the anxiety, remove the frustration, to remove the worry. So that is our part of it. We can know everything it says in the scriptures, but until we actually ourselves seek the Lord with all our heart and turn our attention toward him and humbly ask him to come and remove this, this frustration and anxiety. Because, you know, God is a gentle God. He will not just do it on our behalf, so, although sometimes he may, but randomly just come and remove fear from us and anxiety, I feel doesn't happen for me often. I have to turn my attention to him. So that is what I want to leave you with today. The number one foundation of getting rid of our fear and anxiety is our relationship with God through Jesus Christ. So let's lift that up in prayer. And I encourage you, if you've never asked the Lord Jesus into your heart to be a part of your life, to lead and to guide you, today is the day. It says in the Bible, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. That is the first step to believe in him. Believe by faith that Jesus Christ was God's son and that he came to this world to take away the sin of the world and to replace it with the peace and the presence and guide us through our lives so that we do not, we do not run to sin every time that we feel led to. And so I just want to lead us in prayer right now. Praise you, Lord God. Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you for your word, which every time will turn us back to you. Turn us back to the fact that you want a relationship with us, that we can call on you in our times of distress, our times of anxiety, 
and you will replace it with your peace, God, and give us direction in our lives. And so, Father, we just submit to you today. We ask that you come and you meet with us today and just uh, give us peace. Give us your peace that surpasses all understanding. And I pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen.